San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening, everybody. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. And if you um, go to iTunes and search the title of the show, you can hear all these podcasts commercial-free. And if you download the app for 760 KFMB, you can hear us on any device uh, as we air on Saturday nights. And now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire. He's a um, accomplished marathon runner. He's a, a best-selling author and lecturer and a family office expert advising several high net worth families and a philanthropist on the side <laughs> richard good evening welcome back how are you have you recovered doing good well my wife is the one who has to recover she did the <laughs> marathon this year you know i ran it I, I ran boston in 2010 and 2012 but this was her year this year right right well now you did the blindfold 10k yeah so the weekend let me tell you what, what was cooking during the weekend so on saturday which was april 16th mm-hmm. there is the Boston Marathon 5K, and I ran it blind, in other words, with a blindfold, with a guide. My lovely wife, Mary, was my guide. I did that to help raise some money for Perkins School for the Blind. Yes, the Helen Keller School. Helen Keller School. Mm -hmm. So we raised about $31,000, the team that ran. And so I ran, uh, being unable to see... How was that? Did you practice at all? No, I didn't practice at all. Uh, you Did know, you? I have experience being blind, but I never ran when I couldn't see. Well, Took up running after I got my eyesight back. So that's, it was um I hope they had a level, interesting. level surfaces. Did you ever have did you have any uh, mishaps at all? No, or? no mishaps. You know, my wife was my guide okay. and she was using voice commands and instead of being tethered together, we chose to hold hands. Okay. She did a good job. You know, you you run slower than when you can see because you're very tentative. Mhm. But it was, a, it was a really neat experience. There were about 50 people on the Blindfold Challenge running team. And, huh. of course, there were that's probably at least as many who were actually blind who were running with guides, which three, is really incredible to see. And that's like 3.1 three, 3. miles. 3.1 miles without so, being able to see. What did it take, about 30 minutes or so? Yeah, just over 30. Normally, I'd be, you know, two, two and a half minutes per mile faster than that. But you just don't air it out because of course. <laughs> you're just not quite sure where you get a step. And I'm glad, you know, she didn't, like, push me in front of now, a speeding was, bus or was, something was to collect the on, life insurance. Let me ask you, was that on a track or was that on City a, Street. So we started what? at the Common. Hmm and headed out and then back uh, about a mile and a half out mile and a half back um, mm. you know headed um, up uh, beacon and then turned around and came back down boylston nice. and it was a really neat experience yeah. uh, because i'd never experienced it before and um, my wife did a great job of making sure i didn't run anybody over or run into anybody now how many marathons is this for mary that was her second marathon so yeah on monday then a patriot's day uh-huh. she was out there and her second marathon she did rock and roll here in san diego about 10 or 11 months ago. And she only took up running a couple years ago, right? Yeah, basically. But she wanted to raise some money for Zoo New England. You know, her family's from there. And so she was the largest um, fundraiser for that team. And she ran... um, little over four minutes, four minutes, four hours and 30 minutes. So she was just a little bit hey, under just, an 11-minute pace, just, so that just, was good. Just to finish is uh, is phenomenal. So Yeah, so, there were some cool people out there. Tom yeah. Brady was there. Um, really? John Kerry was there. Well, I don't know how popular I, they I are here. I mentioned John Kerry because of great <laughs> political leaders. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm leading Wonderful. up to the show here. Wonderful. Well, um, so it was con- a great experience. Yeah, congrats to you and Mary on that. And I hope uh, the, the hope the luggage showed up. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And then we get home and there's no luggage. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've got an exciting announcement. Um, 
in February, Bill Lyrak delivered the second of two lectures at UC San Diego at the Great Hall there. Yes, and, he did. And, uh, of course, UC SDTV uh, recorded both of them. Now, the second one was just posted, the Holocaust litigations, and uh, it will be airing on UCTV, UCSD TV this month if you want to check their schedule or just go to UCSD, uh, uh, I guess it's TV.TV. Um, or just search online, Lyrac Holocaust, you'll find it. It really is a, a phenomenal story, uh, a recovery 55 years later after the fact of the horrors of World War II and the billions that they recovered for the victims and their families. And it, it's quite, quite. Uh, I mean, just just from the standpoint uh, of, of how masterful they uh, operated in the law. Can you imagine, Richard, bringing a case 55 years later in a U.S. court for crimes committed in a, in a foreign country, and your victims are one and a half million victims all over the world. Good luck with that, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, that, that's, um, <laughs> yeah. that's a big job. Yeah. But speaking of big jobs, uh, the mayor's office is a big job. And uh, on the show today, we are honored to have one of the main candidates for, well, I guess there's three candidates, one of the, but um, he's been, he's a U.S., former U.S. Marine. And he's been a sergeant and lifeguard for many years, and now he's trying to serve in the public office of the mayor. And his name is Ed Harris. Ed, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Our absolute pleasure. So, so, so Ed, you've been on the show before, and when you were on last time, we said, are you thinking about maybe running for mayor? And you were sort of noncommittal when you were last on. Well, he's committal now. <laughs> so He's committal now. What, but, but, what changed your mind? I'm just curious. You know, I, I keep watching things get worse. Okay. And so, um, you know, from someone that's in public safety, and I, you, you can't get the things that you need you know we've been trying to deal with our attrition problem with the lifeguard service sure. and it's not moving forward so um you know police is at a crisis mm -hmm. uh, 911 dispatch is at a crisis mm -hmm. um and so you get to a point where you know um hey lead follow or get out of the way mm -hmm. hey i've got Ed, you know i tried calling the the police the non-emergency line 531-2000 and man oh man you just get the recording it rings and, and you can't get through to anybody and i don't want to use a 911 but I don't know what's going on there, but anyway, tell us a little bit about your bio Ed, before we get into all these other issues, because people have to know, you know, your history, where were you born and raised, schooled, and et cetera. Sure. I grew up in Orange County uh, in, in 1984, uh, entered the Marine Corps, which brought me down into San Diego. Mm -hmm. I was there for four years. I, I taught water survival and drove amphibious tanks, out of, so I was in Coronado as well as Camp Pendleton. Hmm. Um, you know, when I got out of there, I was I was doing construction. Actually, I was uh, framing. I was a framing uh, piece out at uh, off the 15 freeway. Mm -hmm. um, was running on the beach one day and saw a flyer for the lifeguards, and that led into a phenomenal career. Mm. Uh, so I've been with the lifeguards for 26 years. Uh, sergeant with them, dive team supervisor. Um, as you know, I served a stint on the uh, city council mm -hmm. uh, when when the mayor uh, was. Took over as the mayor. His right. seat was vacant. District uh, so, two, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So nine months on the city council, but it opens your eyes to what's wrong with government. It's a unique perspective to be able to start literally at the bottom of the city and spend 26 years and know the ins and outs of what's what's good and what's bad about how the city runs. Yeah. And then to be on the legislative side and understand what's happening to make that better or worse. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get into uh, into the fiscal issues. I guess with with this new strong. Uh, form of may uh of government for the mayor's office uh it doesn't always lead to the the benefit for services like the lifeguards who, who by the way richard you probably agree probably uh, I, I would say you know on a daily basis hour by hour they work 
harder than probably any other public service agency. I, I know their police and fire are great, yeah, I mean, just, but uh, they get called to an event. They're not they're not on the the job, you know, eight hours. Uh, where these guys have lives in their hands for eight hours or more on every shift, right, Ed? Yeah, well, we made seven thousand rescues just last summer. That's just water. We're we're doing a hundred rescues a year, close to that for cliff rescue. You know, you've got law enforcement, fire boats. We have great men and women uh, doing the best that they can, and mm. we just need a little bit of help all the time. Yeah, and, Joe, I live, you know, in Locadia across the street from a place called Beacons, which is a famous surf spot. Uh-huh. And there's this huge, like, cliff that people walk down a dirt path to get to, mm-hmm. which, of course, is eroding. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, all the sand is washed out. Mm-hmm. And so the lifeguards are constantly busy, even in the off-season, because people do things like try to climb down the side of the hill and fall. Oh, yeah. Uh, they go out in the water when they're not supposed to be out there because it's churning so hard or they're just not experienced enough to handle the waves. I mean, there's choppers all the time. There's rescue vehicles all the time. Yeah. The lifeguards just work their butts off. Not not to mention the floodwaters uh, mm-hmm. rescues and, exactly. and, and, and fast water rescues down in the in the River Valley, in Tijuana River Valley, which is a whole other uh, issue because there's a lot of chemical damage that they could endure, right, Ed? Yep, and, absolutely. Um, and, of course, you guys have been trying to get uh, equal health care status with the other uh, uh, services out there, and it's not been, it hasn't been happening. No, this mayor promised it when he was a council member, uh, mm-hmm. and then he, he went against it when he became the mayor. So it was unfortunate. We fought through council, and we were able to get three-quarters of the coverage. Yeah. Um, and so we're better than we were, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, we send people into polluted water, and they're not protected. Well, you even had a, a guy who, I guess, cracked his neck, and uh, you had to have a fundraiser for him, and we can uh, get an update on his status. Uh, so, But we're going to take a little break uh, right now. We're coming right up on the break. We'll be back with Ed Harris, mayoral candidate, right after this. Hang on. dramatic music that's Baywatch I think we're back with that Harris running for mayor here and uh, I guess we've all seen that show right not very realistic is it Ed (laughs) (laughs) if it was like that boy you'd have applicants you know 10,000 applicants a day but uh, in any case um, where do we leave well update us on Chappie the the lifeguard who uh, I guess he he fractured his neck right and yeah Gareth um, was someone that was working at Windensee and and um, he was he was on duty and and he had an unfortunate accident in which his head impacted with the bottom mm-hmm. and um and he, he fractured his neck and his back and he couldn't work for several months and um the the city put him on disability at 200 at 250 dollars a week oh my gosh which nobody can live on and basically said good luck and so we organized uh through our association, a, a big fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And um, it was very successful. I want to thank everybody that did it. And we, we basically augmented his pay mm-hmm. um, until he was back and able to work. Yeah. And so we expect he will back, be back to lifeguarding this summer, which we're excited about. And, uh, you know, but it's one of those things where uh, how you treat people. That's yeah. why police officers don't want to work for the city. That's why firefighters are going other places. That's why lifeguards are going other places. And so those are the things that it's not always about pay. It's yeah. how you treat people. So uh, how could you as mayor better allocate uh, assets and resources than uh, the current mayor? Well, I think you got to talk about the assets that mm-hmm. are coming in. And mm-hmm. you guys, more than anybody knows, if you have assets in your portfolio, um, you, you need to maximize them. Mm-hmm. Okay, The city has a long history of not maximizing their assets. Mm-hmm. They give them at low dollars to people that end up donating to campaigns. Mm-hmm. And so it's how you, we've looked at one side of the ledger where we've cut 
employees, cut services, mm. and cut cut uh, healthcare, things like that. But what we're not looking at is these leases, which the city has hundreds of them, mm-hmm. and what we're getting for them. Because every dollar that you don't get into your for your your assets you've Mm -hmm. got to get out of the taxpayer's pocket or Mm -hmm. some other way Mm -hmm. so they're doing things right now like you know the some of the boating fees uh for impounds have been have been raised so we're always raising fees because politicians don't want to call it a tax Mm -hmm. so they can do that without going to the public um, which is what we're seeing but more importantly Where's the money? Where's the assets? Where's the money coming in? And are we getting fair market value? Well, speaking of of taxes and assets, uh, we we can't conclude the show without asking about a potential new stadium. And what's your position on on a new stadium for the Chargers? Yeah, you know what? The Citizens Plan is a very, very simple answer for me. It, it, Mm -hmm. it, It creates a path for a Chargers stadium, which I absolutely support. But it also makes sure that they pay their way. Now the system plan only only impacts Mission Valley, right? And it does raise the TOT what four or five percent, right? Yeah, it doesn't max out the TOT like the other plan, like the Chargers plan. What it does is it saves Mission Valley and mm-hmm. the Qualcomm site. And, and you know there was a poll recently where sixty percent of the people polled want that to be an adjunct uh, facility for some of the universities right. to put a park in there. And so the citizen plan allows that to happen. Um, and then it puts money into the city coffers so that we can bond now. As you guys know, money's cheap right now. If we're not attacking infrastructure, mm-hmm. we're, we're... Well, that pretty much would limit downtown as the only site for a new stadium then, right? That, that is true. And uh, I don't know if everyone is totally thrilled with that. I mean, after all, the mayor's task force did recommend its current, uh, leaving it at its current site. And, um, so, and, my, and personally, myself, I, I like the stadium where it is right now. But um, Yeah, it's more convenient than town. So, Ed, do you think the odds are good of the Chargers staying or not, frankly? Uh, you know, not under this mayor. No, okay. I think that they're going to leave for sure. I mean, what we see is the inability to get things done, mm-hmm. right? So the lack of leadership. So I think the Chargers will leave. I think that we're, well, Qualcomm will be at, at risk and, mm-hmm. and any kind of convention center expansions at risk under a mayor that can't get things done. Right. Well, the other thing, people keep leaving out the NFL owners and nothing's going to happen unless the owners give it their blessing. And apparently they didn't like the, the Spanos, uh, you know, lost that election but, 30 to 2. But again, Joe, he does have an option to move to LA yeah but uh, the, will Cranky uh, do a deal I don't think so you oh. know we, we had that discussion with Jim Steig in, in here and uh, you know all that stuff uh, he was saying but um, in any case we'll see what happens it would be a shame for them to leave I kind of would I would you know, the sports arena to me or the Valley View Casino Center whatever they're calling it these days I think putting that downtown might make more sense you've got an indoor facility seating 19 20,000 people that uh, conventioners probably can get some use from as far as filling a 79,000-seat stadium for a convention event, an outdoor thing, I mean, how many Billy Graham Crusades are coming through? I don't know. Or truck tractor pulls or whatnot. And uh, how many? And a lot of times, uh, don't the stadiums cost the city money to operate? I think I think uh, even Petco costs uh, $13 million or uh, and even maybe the current Qualcomm costs us money to operate, right? Well, that's why you got to have someone in there that's going to look at the contract and yeah. make sure that what they're saying to the media when they sell this to the media is what, we get at the end of the day. We we often hear Mission Beach was that example where uh, the school just went in and they were sold something uh, and then they got something else completely different. Yeah. So you got to have someone in there that's got the the back of the taxpayer yeah. and it's going to hold them to the contract. Yeah. Now this strong. Now you mentioned that there there may be some conflict of interest uh, payments that um, 
that may be happening with the city right now? Are you going to expose any of that during the course of the campaign? Or, um... Well, I mean, it, it's all you have to do is look at who's currently donating into the mayor's campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, they're developers. They're people that are getting special deals on these um, on, on leases. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're uh, people that we've hired to do various things. And so that is a conflict in itself. And it's part of the national picture where we are – Promoting that uh, in order to get to higher office, you have to raise a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And if you raise if you in order to raise a lot of money, you have to scratch the back of people who are are getting these deals. And the person, the people that are paying for that is the taxpayer. So, so are there going to be any debates? You know, the mayor at first, it was our understanding uh, that they were going to do multiple debates. Now, um, we've been whittled down to three. Yeah, you did actually, and I I contacted I want the, the public broadcasting station, and they are not, they weren't doing one, so I started calling around, and Univision did the first one was all you know Spanish for Spanish audience, Spanish speaking audience, which you already concluded, right, Ed, and then and then uh, I guess uh, well I'll just say KUSI and uh, NBC are going to have host the other two, and there'll be an hour each, and I'm not sure the format, but uh, at least there'll be two hours of of um, English. English speaking debates. So. Yeah, our, our understanding is that he's denied uh, debates with the League of Women Voters. He's denied debates at Ocean Beach second time. He wouldn't mm. do he wouldn't do it there either um, before mm. uh, when he ran last time, as well as the La Jolla Town Council. So are people really being represented if, uh, you know, I challenge the mayor, let's go into a public forum and let's real people ask questions in an open forum. Mm. And let's have enough time for for them to, to really know what his record is. Yeah, I mean, two hours of English and one of Spanish just doesn't seem to be enough. Well, it beats a blank. So. Yeah, absolutely. And those still... are important. I mean, people do watch, and they and there's a lot of undecideds that, uh, unfortunately, don't make up their mind till you know, the, the day before or the day of the election, you know. And that's, I mean, that's where you want to get the swing voter. Um, but uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens uh, with, with, with all of that. Um but um, so Ed, what are so your top priority? Let's say day one, you're you're in the mayor's office. What are what are going to be some of the top things you you'd like to see get done? Well, my top things are, are what the top things for the city are. The city surveys are that public safety and infrastructure. So the mm-hmm. first one is you can stabilize the police department. We have the money in the budget. They've refused to do it. Mm. Um, so you know the sheriff's department does not have a problem hiring. We know that they've said that. Mm-hmm. And so you have to you have to go in and you have to. Uh, make the environment so that they want to be here. They have to trust you. Mm-hmm. You have to give them a competitive wage. You have to stabilize the dispatch first because even that you could spend millions of dollars on ensuring fire t- trucks can get there in five minutes. But if they're on hold for five, 10 or 15 minutes, like we know is going on right now with the police department, mm-hmm. none of that matters, right? Because yeah. you're still on hold. Yeah. So if you imagine the person you love the most in the world and they're having a crisis, and you're on hold for 911. That that's not satisfactory. Yeah. Um, the other thing is the infrastructure. Like I said, right now uh, Kevin has taken the the the, the low hanging fruit. Right. He's taken the um, I've I'm paving roads. Mm-hmm. I'm paving roads. If you look back at 20 years, politicians have been talking about paving roads, mm-hmm. and so um, you still got to jack up those roads and fix the pipes. I think they're still pretty bad. I mean, I, I you know, the Ingram Street Bridge and a lot in the beach well, area. Well, also flooding when it rains, for example. Yeah. yeah. It's a major issue. Well, yeah. I'd like to see us put a blindfold on Richard and have yeah. him run. Uh... <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Well, exactly. we can talk about that at the break because we got to take our break right now. We'll come right back with Ed Harris, candidate for mayor, right after these words. Hang on.
All right, we're back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life. And now this is the time where Richard likes to thank our sponsors. Big thank you to our sponsors, as always. Couldn't do this show without them. UBS, Michael Caronta, and Drew Freitas. In fact, I just saw those guys this week. It was good to see them. Our favorite CPAs on the planet. We got two sets of them. Jason Kruger, CPA with Signature Analytics, a great CFO service. Also, more traditional CPAs, Polito Epic CPAs, Paul Polito and Don Epic, specializing in income tax preparation and financial statements. Joel Grushkin, cost segregation initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. Also, of course, recent guest, Brenda Geiger, Geiger Estate Planning and Law Office. Brenda specializes in asset protection and estate planning. Neil Staley with Hub International, formerly known as Mars Maddox Insurance. Absolutely incredible employee benefits firm, but a very popular topic this past tax season with all this new reporting for the um, medical insurance compliance. Also, the LG Experience and the Lombardi Group, helping wealth advisors become heroes to their very best clients by working directly with CPAs. You make the CPA a hero to their best clients, the wealth advisor in the background, everybody wins. Paul Hines, we just saw Paul and Joan in Boston. They were visiting their daughter. Mm-hmm. who's going to school there. Paul, of course, heads up Hearthstone Private Wealth Management, and he is the catalyst behind SeniorSafeAndSound.org, the initiative here in San Diego to help prevent financial elder abuse. Also, Nathan Watkins, a great mortgage broker with Worldwide Credit and one of our newer sponsors. And then if all of this is making you hungry or thirsty... Well, oh, you know what, Joe? I forgot California Republic Bank. How could I forget did. them? Sean Puckett. Sean Puckett, Lane Elliott. You got that. I think you just saw Sean at the Life Lounge event with Tim Owens. That's right. All about finding funding for startups and exactly. such. Exactly. Great mm-hmm. bank that specializes in working with family offices and high net worth families. And then mm-hmm. if all of this makes you hungry and thirsty, <laughs> what else, Joe? Well, they should get over to um, uh, Lestat's Coffee Houses. They're about to open their third one, and they're open 24 7, 365 in Normal Heights and University Heights. And I think there's new ones on University on the 1000 block and then also uh, Berry Good Food Foundation and congrats to Michelle who I think she just upgraded their website at berrygoodfood.org and uh, as a matter of fact her her like she did as the soil the soil um, mm-hmm. the soil science uh, uh, um, lecture or event not only did she do a show with us with those guests they went over to UCSD and uh, that's on UC, UCSD TV also. So she says uh, they've already had 30,000 viewers for that program. And it's going to be airing a couple more times this month along with Bill's lecture. So they're, so they're really getting around. So congrats to them That's good on stuff. That. By yeah. the way, my wife, Mary, ran, uh, won her division in the UCSD 5K two weeks ago. Is that right? Yeah, all credit goes to her pacer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's get back to, to, to speaking with Ed Harris running for mayor. Joe, you're here. supposed to mention where our, our listeners can find out more oh, about Oh, I'm sorry about that. If they, if they get over to the IYMoney.com website, there is a sponsor tab across the top of the page in the drop-down menu. And all I have to do is click on any one or all of those, and, and all their information is there, their, their contact information, their bio, et cetera. And they've all been working with Richard for many, many years with great success, right, Richard? In some cases, close to 30 <laughs> years. So, Ed, quick question. You know, I'm a long-distance runner, so I run through city streets. And in, in addition to, you know, dodging over potholes, I run into a lot of homeless people, which is a major, major issue in San Diego. And I don't know how a city can call itself America's finest city. When we have a problem of that magnitude, what are your plans? And, and of course, over half of them have served our nation to boot. Correct. What, what are your plans with, with regard? Because to me, that it just it's unconscionable. It's getting a little worse, I would say. No, it's too. getting it's yeah. not getting better. Yeah, you need the leadership. Um, you know, just now uh, we're hearing out of the mayor's office talking about housing veterans um, first time. 
you know, this should have been well underway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's federal dollars out there. It takes leadership to go after those dollars at the state level and the federal level. Um, but we can end veterans homeless. There's no doubt that 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 can be accomplished. Um, it can be accomplished a lot quicker than people think. Um, the other thing is you have to look at the people who are homeless at the beaches that are chosen homeless and mm-hmm. are violating the laws. And you have to hold accountable people. It's not it's not and it never will be against the law to be homeless but you can't um do things that are against the law and Mm -hmm. not be held accountable Mm -hmm. um and then you have to go after uh the county who's allowing a lot of um you know they're not getting the dollars that they should be getting for the uh, psychiatric homeless but homelessness has to be attacked from a a multitude of angles but it has to be a priority and it is we hear it all the time we've seen it at the beach but it's in every neighborhood now Mm -hmm. but number one Where's the profits going? So, so you know, uh, minimum wage was something that the mayor vetoed. Mm. Um, he vetoed it. Uh, you know, we uh, overrode the veto. Veto actually, my vote was the deciding mm-hmm. vote on council. You know, that polled at about sixty three percent. People know in San Diego that you've got to pay people uh, in order for them to support themselves, and so that's uh, that's another thing that that you can do. So you can't just. Um, Keep taking care of the people that are putting money in your campaigns. You've got to look at at the entire city, and you've got to treat people with dignity and respect. You've got to provide them opportunity. You got to bring jobs, but you have to fill jobs. You know, the city of San Diego has over two hundred jobs mm-hmm. that he hasn't filled. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you have two hundred police officer positions that they haven't filled. You have thirty dispatcher positions that he hadn't filled. So why, you know, we talk about job growth, which we hear a lot. Um, why hasn't he filled what he has direct control over? Mm. Yeah, job growth is a bi- is a biggie too. I guess um, you know, we're trying to increase our high tech uh, sector here. And uh, is there anything we can be doing a little better in that regard, Ed? Have you given that given that any thought? Or? Yeah, you know what? We need to do incubators, but we need to spread that down. We need to spread that into all all areas of the city. You know, we we can do. Um, different uh different incubators and do them down in district nine do them down in district four and start growing uh different segments so that mm-hmm. you know the, the truth of the matter is on an incoming tide all ships rise mm-hmm. and so um we can bring everybody up we just we just have to uh look at first of all where the money's going mm-hmm. and i'm confident we can attack pretty much all if not most of our infrastructure with the assets that we're giving away mm-hmm. through this administration mm-hmm well, the um, those are all important issues. The homeless has gotten worse, and of course, you being working in the beach area a lot. I mean, Ocean Beach, you have a lot of young young kids out there that are that are homeless. And uh, but you're right, um, making trouble and whatnot. I mean, the, if they're going to be vandalizing and committing crimes, uh, they need to. You're right, they need to be uh, held accountable for that. And um, I don't know if that's happening right now. Is it? We don't have enough police officers to answer minor calls. You know, we Joe, it's ha- not happening in my neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> no, we don't. We don't have. You know, when when you're on hold for nine one one, when when you have police officers that can only handle the most priority of calls, then it's it has a secondary effect. The rangers are less apt to want to engage um, because they know there's no backup. The mm-hmm. lifeguards are less apt because we may have to hold on to somebody because we can't get anybody to transfer them to to the jails, and so everybody else. It, you know, if you don't have police there to back you up, you're you're going to be a lot more hesitant on how you're going to engage in some of these things. And the under the current 
uh, administration, they're depending on rangers and, and lifeguards, who really is not their primary role, yeah. to handle uh, a lot of the enforcement that's coming up. You know, when, when we have beach area businesses calling the lifeguards directly and saying, hey, we have people bleeding, um, and we, we don't have, we can't get through to the police, we can't get through on 911, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, let's give your website. It's Harris4Mayor2016.com. I know you've got some nice events coming coming up. Uh, is there anything you'd like to invite people to on there? Or just have them go on the website and check out the events tab there because there's a lot of interesting, nice things there. Yeah, you know what? We're, we're blessed in that um, this is a community organized. You know, I was asked by members of the Ocean Beach Town Council, the Mission Beach Town Council, the Pacific Beach Town Council, La Jolla Beach Town Council to run. Mm. Save Our Neighborhoods has mm-hmm. gotten behind me because they know that I will enforce the current policy mm-hmm. uh, on VRBO. And so this is grassroots. They know that neighborhoods are being run over. They're being run over by uh, the developers. And this administration is not listening to them. Yeah. And so uh, please go to the website. We're dependent um, on small donations, mm-hmm. not big ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, give us a hand. Excellent. Excellent. Um, you know, most people don't know about the challenges with VRVO and so on. It's really interesting in my neighborhood. Is how, that- um is that like the mini dorm kind of situation? No, or it's the- vacation home rental. Right. We're- but what it do- what it can do to neighborhoods and communities is really, really interesting because you have a lot of people come in with money who don't really participate in the community. It's a really interesting phenomenon Tran- to witness. Transient occupancy, right? Yeah, transient well- wealthy people. Well, here's another thing. Down in Mission, Be- <laughs> down in Mission Beach, I guess, uh, you know, they're creating a lot more trash, and then the homeless are breaking these bags open, mm-hmm. and there's a huge uh, fly infestation, pro- insect infestation right. down there. And, right. of course, in the hot weather, it's not a pleasant yeah, thing. Yeah, we have issues, you know, at our beach where in the summertime, trash cans don't get emptied, and it's a mess. It's a disaster, and then the wind blows, and... Yeah. I mean, it's really bad. It ties into everything. Uh, there's 6,000 housing units in San Diego that are VRBO that have been taken off the market uh, that could be housing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, they're bought, bought by outside corporations, um, and so that raises the housing costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and then you have your neighbors who aren't neighbors, they're a corporation. Mm-hmm. And so the, the sad part about it is that we have a municipal code that if it was enforced as is, it, it would solve the problem. Mm-hmm. It would allow people who want to go on vacation for two weeks to VRBO, which is what it was, it was uh, in, originally intended for. So if you're a homeowner, you could still do it, mm-hmm. uh, but it keeps it from being a corporate entity in a mini hotel. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what uh, we have to do. And that's one of the things I would certainly push forward. Well, anyway, with that. Get smart. Yeah, we need to get smart. We'll try that at the break. We'll be back with Ed Harris running for mayor here in San Diego. We'll be right back. Hang on. All right, we're in the home stretch with Ed Harris running for mayor here in San Diego. Been with the lifeguards for 26 years, serving the community, and now he'd like to do that as mayor. And um, let's talk about the, the current mayor. You know, the one issue I have with, with the current mayor is you, you, you never see the guy. Uh, very rarely does he make a, a TV appearance or a media appearance. He's so. like the Wizard of Oz, Joe. He's <laughs> the man behind the curtain. <laughs> he seems Don't like, pull that curtain seems back. He's like an absentee <laughs> landlord, and, and we need a mayor out there, you know, on the front lines uh, – inspiring businesses inspiring people inspiring neighborhoods uh a lot of it is is inspiring people i think don't you agree ed yeah you know you want a mayor that wants to be here Mm -hmm. so kevin wants to go to be the governor Mm. um and so he he will start running for governor as soon as he's reelected here and so we're going to keep that from happening but if he was reelected here he he doesn't 
apparently want to be here. You know, we want someone that, that is here, that is engaged, that goes out to the neighborhoods, you know, that uses the facility, uses the beach. You know, I have two small kids that go to public school here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a homeowner here. We're vested here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's the difference. We need somebody that, that wants to do this job here. Yeah. Now, you said you didn't show up at Sandag. What was that all about? Yeah, he's got a terrible record at Sandag. You know, we passed a climate action plan. It's another opportunity for Kevin to take a nice photo. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're already behind, which leaves the city. Uh, when he walks out the door, we're vulnerable to be sued. Now, due to the climate action plan, rather than him standing up at Sandag and pushing for for funding to meet the goals that are laid out in the climate action plan. So you, mm. it's very easy to um, smile, wave. And, you know, I heard this when I went to Kevin for more lifeguards when I went to Kevin for a fireboat, he would always say, over seven years, I support you. I support you. He'll take the, the photo with the lifeguards. He'll say he supports you, but he never does the work to get it done. When the rubber meets the road, it's not happening, huh? Yeah, it mm-hmm. literally took a fire at Mission Bay for him to get on board with us needing a new fireboat. Mm-mm-mm. Tell people what Sandag is. We've, we've heard it about a lot, but it's an association of governments, essentially. Tell us its function, because a lot of people don't know enough about that. Yeah, a lot of it's regional infrastructure, regional um, transportation, and that was the big issue here is um, do you put more money into certain aspects of, of extent, expanding lanes and putting more cars on the road, mm-hmm. or do you start going towards what we all need, all know we need to uh, improve, which is mass transit? Mm. And so um, that was an important vote that was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to go to that meeting. You have to be engaged in that meeting. You have to understand um, – you got to fight for the dollars, right? No. You got to you got to not only fight there, but you got to fight at the state level, and you got to fight at at the the leg, the uh, congressional level, and sort of to get those dollars back into San Diego. That's what we need. But, but we've got environmental issues too that I think aren't being addressed. I mean, you know, we're known as a great tourist attraction, great beaches, and yet we have beaches that are washing away. We have dirty water. We have baby sea lions washing. I mean, all kinds of things are going on that would suggest that the beach is maybe not the healthiest place for people to be right now. No, and that's why, you know, we lifeguards often get sick, and that's mm-hmm. why we fought for that coverage. Let's look at a simple thing as the plastic bag ban. Right. Okay, he voted for it when he was a council member. It, he uh, professes to support it, but he held it up for over two and a half years, mm-hmm. and then he goes out and puts plastic bags on his yard signs. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> does, does he really support getting rid of plastic bags, or... Uh, did he want to wait until he could get through this election so he could use the cheaper plastic bags? I don't know, but, but that's, that is a big problem, I mean, uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's kind of unfortunate. Um, as far as the, the polluted water and the runoff uh, for surfers and all that, have, have we made some improvements? Donna Fry said it's a lot better than it was many, many years ago, but are, are there things we could be doing better? I know the Tijuana Va- River Valley you say is a big issue, too, also for, for lifeguard protection, right? Yeah, you know, La Jolla Cove is, catches all the runoff from Soledad. Mm-hmm. That's an area that should have a filtration system or should dump back into the, into the, into the uh, sewer. Mm. You know, when I started, uh, we got gamma gobulin shots every spring because we were res- making rescues in polluted water. It's definitely gotten better. Most of those were done um, over 10 years ago mm-hmm. due to the efforts of, of Baykeeper and Coastkeeper, you know, Wild Coast and, mm-hmm. and uh, all the environment, um, all those those environmental groups that mm-hmm. have, that have really surf rider, you know, mm-hmm. but they're at a point now where, you know, we need to make more progress. We have more population mm-hmm. and, uh, we gotta, we gotta act now. There you go. There you go. Um, let me give the website again. It's Harris for mayor, 2016.com. There's a lot of interesting and good events on there and, uh, check those out if you want. Or- so, so Ed, what's a typical day for you like right now, given 
I mean, must, must be doing 14, 15 hours a day, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know what? We, we I, I try to get a couple coffees in. Um, I try to, uh, I try to make a lunch event. You know, I try to hit two or three events in the evening yeah. and then, you know, you, you've, you've got to do all the in-between stuff. So, uh, it, it's, it's busy, but you know what? It's, uh, it's good work. And when I get out into forums, you know, I'm a really open person and I'm not going to hide behind not having debates. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, any group that wants me to come and they put together a group and we can, we can get it on our schedule. We're going to come talk to them yeah. and I'm going to come out and I'm going to say, look, you know, I'm one of you, I'm an average guy. Now, what do you think of the mayor getting elected in June? I'm against, I want this rule to 50% plus one change back to the way it was so uh, we get the top two candidates in November on the bat with everybody else who's getting elected in November. Don't you agree with that? Yeah, we have to do away with that. We have to, um, you know, remember if, 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 we, if we are able to push this election into November, then we have another six months of conversation, mm-hmm. five months of conversation. And all these issues, you know, uh, are going to get done. If, if it's over in June because you didn't come out to vote, um, then at that point, you're going to th- see things go in their opposite direction. Yeah. Well, a lot of voters don't, I mean, for a lot of reasons, maybe people are you know, conflict diverse or too, too, too busy trying to just survive in their own lives. But they, they vote mostly in November when, you know, the ballot's full rather than uh, a primary, although this is a presidential year, so obviously the turnout should be higher than an off year. But, but you, know, you can imagine in, uh, in, a, in a year where there's um, no election in November and there's a special election or an election for mayor or city attorney in June, uh, there's not going to be a very big turnout. And uh, I think it's just designed to protect uh, incumbents and, and, um, and, kinda, and, and hurts the low propensity voter, right? No, it does. And that's why you see some of your worst deals um, in public giveaways on special elections or June primaries. Yeah, the one about Carlsbad, Richard, they did mm-hmm. that one, in, I think, in a February, right? It was February. A one, yeah, one yeah. off a special election for okay. one thing, and, and uh, that barely lost. But uh, I had lunch with a lady, uh, actually the Leo Szilard's niece yesterday up at the faculty club UCSD, and uh, she was kind of glad to to not see that go through because it's very con- you know it's congested North County, Richard. I I, I don't know. What well, the city the city made a mistake by not putting that up to the voters to begin with. Yeah, exactly. That was yeah. a mistake. So, well, yeah. that's my hats off to those people. You yeah. know, a hundred thousand dollars against a ten million dollar lobbying effort. Yeah. Um, you know, it shows that people are frustrated with lobbyists. Yeah, and, but I mean, let the citizens decide. That's. You know, I saw that the mayor was of Carlsbad was apologizing for mm-hmm. bringing that forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, this mayor, Mayor Faulkner, needs to apologize for one Paseo in which he pushed that same thing. He needs to apologize for the Mission Beach School, which just got rammed down their throats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some apologies that need to come out from this yeah. mayor. Well, we'll be talking more about this, Ed Harris. Thank, Ed, good luck. Thanks so much for thanks being guys, here. Thanks, guys. Appreciate guys. it. HarrisforMayor2016.com, folks. And uh, thank you to Dan Noon on our soundboard there making us sound great. And to Dave Sniff, our programming genius. And Craig Blanke, our account executive here at KFMB. All these podcasts are commercial-free at iowamoney.com. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye now.